welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler. Ladies and gentlemen, I let him come back. My co-host, Court Winsett. Hello. How come you never say my name in the intro? I need to start saying it, because really, you know, we say that it's me and Court are co No, you got to but... keep him in his place, Katie. <laughs> That's right. Keep him down. I'm just a caged producer. <laughs> no, I'm a nobody. No, no, And we got Cam. Yeah, we're letting you on the mic now a lot. You really are a part of the show. And... We'll let Cam on for today's episode. Just this once. He is our laborer. Oh, that was a great segue, Court. I like that. <laughs> well, and there's the opening bell. Yeah, and an epic opening bell for Labor well, Day. <laughs> the worker's bell. The lunch yes. bell? The, the Break bell. Okay, yes. So this episode should be, as Court says, beaming into your ears the Thursday prior to Labor Day. And, you know, if most people, and it's not saying that we're ignorant or anything like that, but a lot of times there's a lot of holidays that people don't really understand why we celebrate it. They just know, oh, I get a day off of work or it's a long weekend. And so you're probably thinking, okay, Labor Day is coming up. It's late, long weekend, cookouts, all of that. But we wanted to do a fun little, we're going to say mini episode, but you know us. We like to talk a lot. So who knows? It'll actually we be mini. We like to talk. <laughs> but uh, we want to talk about Labor Day. It is a federal holiday in the U.S. celebrated on the first Monday in September, recognizing the American labor movement and the works and contributions of laborers to the development and achievements of the United States. You know what's next. We got to do our list. We have uh, actually cheated and we're letting Vanity Fair kind of take over our list today. And uh, it is, there's actually the whole full list is 50 movies for you to watch and binge watch over Labor Day weekend. And they've got different categories and stuff highlighting the different areas. But I'm going to do mine first. And these are movies that are related to unions. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Kay. Katie. Norma Ray, Blue Collar, Harlan County, USA, Roger and Me, Salt of the Earth, Strike. There you go. There you go. Okay. What are you going to do? Well, okay, so mine, my section of their list is uh, A Day at the Office. Ah. And it's 9 to 5. Working 9 to 5. Hey, we talked about Dolly Parton, yeah. you know, some episodes ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Apartment. His Girl Friday, never seen it, but I mean, I, I always hear about it, so you never know. Uh, office Space, oh. um, my, that's my, my obviously Spring line Red Stapler. Yeah, Red Stapler. Um, we've that, that one's gotten some coverage by us before. So mm-hmm. has the next one, The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah. And then finally, Working Girl. Oh, love that movie so yes. much. Yes. So. There you go. That's just that's just a few of the 50 that Vanity Fair says you should basically bar off your weekend and watch all 50 of these movies in one seating. And I know these are just movies. Can I just put the TV show The Office just in general? <laughs> I mean, still haven't seen it. Yeah, I think he I think he threw he that in there to purpose. shame maybe a little bit. <laughs> We're going to get you to watch that. A little bit. Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen. In this episode, I'm going to take a moment to talk about the history. So <laughs> It's been a long time since we gave Katie a chance to do the history of something, so we're yeah, going to let her go. It's fun. Katie's you know, history lesson. Now let's go back through time. Yes. So I will try not to bore you to tears because we do have some fun segments as well. Not saying that history isn't fun. Okay, so it's an annual celebration of workers and their achievements originated during one of American labor's history's most dismal chapters. In the late 1800s, at the height of the Industrial Revolution in the United States, the average American worked 12-hour days and seven weeks 
in order to eke out a basic living. Or seven days a week, sorry. Seven, seven days weeks. a week, yeah. They work seven, seven weeks. Seven weeks, my lord. They were so put upon. I mean, I think most <laughs> of us would work seven weeks, 12 hours a day yes. if that's all you had to work. Absolutely. I would do 12 hours a day for seven weeks if the rest of the weeks <laughs> I got off. Yes. Okay. So despite restrictions in some other states, children as young as five or six actually were in the mills and the factories and the mines across the country. There wasn't those labor laws out there of, you know, Kids have to be a certain age to work. Hey, look, the reason you had kids back then was so you could get some more labor. Well, but they were earning a fraction of what the adults were actually earning. Well, they're smaller. (laughs) They don't need as much. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Many faced extreme unsafe working conditions, insufficient air quality, sanitary facilities, breaks. Those were not a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, manufacturing was definitely very big going on right now. The late teen, 18... Late late teen eighteen. What was that? I don't late know. Eighteen. Hashtag late eighteen. The late eighteenth century grew more prominent and vocal about these labor unions and the American employment, and this was something about organizing strikes and rallies to protest poor conditions and compel employers to renegotiate and look at their hours and their pay. Yeah, but they got violent. Yes, the cerebellum got really violent. And the most infamous one is the Hay Market Riot of 1886, in which several Chicago policemen and workers were killed. It's also referred to as the Hay Market Incident or the Hay Market Affair. Yeah. Back so uh, September 5th, 1882, 10,000 workers took unpaid time off to march from City Hall to Union Square in New York City. This was the first parade of Labor Day. Hmm. Crazy. Uh, it was promoted by Who the says? <laughs> it, it was promoted by the Central Labor Unions and the Knights of Labor, which organized this parade. In the wake of massive unrest and an attempt to repair ties with American workers, Congress passed an act to make it a legal holiday. Nice. Yeah. So um, in 1887, Oregon was the first state of the U.S. to make it an official public holiday. Mm. And by the time it became the federal holiday in 1894, 30 states in the United States officially celebrated Labor Day. Thanks to good old President Grover Cleveland, he signed this bill into the, he signed the bill into law on June 28th. I'm sorry, but a man with the name Grover is just, it's very <laughs> difficult for me to think of anything other than Grover from, uh, from, from, from Sesame Street. Yeah, absolutely. But so, okay, hold on. The law only made it a holiday for federal workers. <laughs> think about so it. The that rest was of the people. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. That was the case today. I'm sorry. If you're not a federal worker, you don't get the day off. Mm. Yes. Okay. And then the 1930s, uh, unions were encouraged uh, to have strikes and to make sure that they got that day off as well. And it wasn't just the federal workers that got the day off. Mm-hmm. The true labor, the true founder of Labor Day has yet to be identified. Many credit Peter McGuire, co-founder of the American Federation of Labor, while others suggest it was Matthew McGuire. Okay, mm-hmm. these are MC Guire and M.A. Guire. Yeah. And he was the secretary of Central Labor Union. Father of Jerry. This is off of history.com. And so they still are debating who is actually the one that's taking credit for this. (laughs) Crazy, crazy. A fun little fact to end the history lesson is Labor Day is in good company with other fixed Monday holidays, which includes Washington's birthday or President's Day, (laughs) Memorial Day, and Columbus Day. Yes. That concludes Katie's history lesson. Court, what you got? Oh, I mean, I, I'm just, 
I'm just uh, blown away by that history lesson. Um, what I think we ought to talk about is the actual holiday itself. I mean, like, what do people do on Labor Day? What is it all about? I, I, re- I remember, you know, one thing that people generally acknowledge is the although the end of summer doesn't technically happen until September 20-something, usually, um, Labor Day is usually the last summer holiday for mm-hmm. people. A lot, of, a lot of people will take their last trip, their last family vacation on Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. And uh, as a matter of fact, one time I took a, uh, I, I don't really actually have any memory of this because I was a tiny, tiny child. But my, I have pictures of myself when my family, when I was very, very young, took a trip to the lake, uh, a last summer trip to the lake. And we, there is a picture of us out on the boat and there's a picture of me sitting in someone's lap and I have on a sweater and uh, a, a, a skull cap, you know, because it was so cold on Labor Day weekend what? that that I had to have a sweater to go out on the boat. Were and, you up north? No, it was it was the lake. It's the lake, same lake I've been going to for years and years and years in Arkansas. And it crazy. Just, I don't know. So this Labor Day weekend will probably be sweltering. It'll probably be in the 80s or 90s. You know, it's going to be hot as all get out. But I have proof that it it used to get cold. (laughs) At one point. (laughs) It used to literally be the end of summer. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, Cam, see if you can picture this. I feel like it's going to be Grandpa Court and he's like, come here, children. Look, see, there's proof it was cold one day on Labor Day. (laughs) Oh, I'm picturing it. (laughs) Papa Court. (laughs) Papa Court. Oh, yeah, there you go. Well, so uh, one of the things that is interesting... I know that the reason that they used to do this, a lot of schools, a lot, especially like school districts, local school districts would mm-hmm. wait until after Labor Day to, to open school. And like, I know, um, our local school systems used to wait as late as possible to open school because they were waiting for it to cool off because they didn't have air conditioning yeah. for a long time. And so of course now all the schools have air conditioning, they can open earlier, but Labor Day used to be like a, a hard start point for a lot of school systems. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I'd always heard before and I never really understood until research of this episode that a lot of people go, Oh, what do you mean you're starting school before Labor Day? Cause that really was that moment of this is your last trip to take for the summer because school starts back. And in fact, um, you know, in Virginia, that they've got, I didn't really think of Virginia as a lot of amusement parks, but apparently they do have a lot of amusement parks in Virginia. Or at least they have a very, very strong lobbying uh, group for the amusement parks. Okay, yes. So tell us about that, Court. Well, I mean, you you can tell us about it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. So what, what we're talking about here is the legislation um, in Virginia really worked to try and make it where schools had to wait until after Labor Day to start to give families the opportunity to have one last weekend to attend these amusement parks. And uh, it was nicknamed the King's Dominion Law. It was repealed in 2019. I'm amazed it took them until 2019 to repeal it. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I mean, I'm telling you. Yeah, and um, Minnesota has... Minnesota? Minnesota has that the state fair actually has to end on Labor Day as well. So all these states really center it around. They've got to get these things done prior to, you know, Labor Day coming and school starting. And I mean, you know, there's also the obvious one. The Labor Day is is the marker for a lot of sports. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You'll you'll have preseason games and so forth. But Labor Day is really where we get uh, football really kicks off. No pun intended. Oh, good job. (laughs) Dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely football. And actually, because of 
football being such a big deal, we are going to do, I'm teasing ahead a little bit, we are going to do a whole episode just about football being back because we are excited and there is so much to it about college football versus NFL and we're just going to have fun with it. But yes, Labor Day definitely signifies the you know return of NASCAR and NFL and NCAA teams, all of that. Okay, Katie, now I, I'm going to let you take the next you one. Want me to, you don't want to talk about fashion? <laughs> so another thing with you thinking about Labor Day is fashion and the whole understanding of white. You never wear white after Labor Day. You never wear seersucker after Labor Day. And this is definitely an old tradition. It goes back to late Victorian era where it was fashion faux pas to wear any white clothing after summer officially ended. I just don't understand why. It's, I mean, that's just, back then it was such a big deal about etiquette and making sure you were following standards. And if, if the right... I know, but back when the tradition started, white dresses weren't, like, they didn't signify what they, I mean, you know, now white dresses are, are wedding dresses, it, but back then they didn't, they didn't even signify that. They were just, it was just white. People just hate white. I mean, just, really, I don't know why we're, it's the right person said it. And said, so this is why you shouldn't you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day. And all I can picture in my head is Mean Girls. It's like, Regina George wears purple flip-flops, so I bought purple flip-flops. <laughs> or whatever the line is. I know she says a couple different things in there. But so that's what it was, is someone said that. Coco Chanel, which if you don't know who Coco Chanel is, then you are living under a rock. But uh, obviously of Chanel. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that famously bucked this tradition and wore white year-round and this is something that people don't really follow. It actually, emilypost.com, which for etiquettes, that's where you go is Emily Post. She explained that the logic behind it was that you wear white, and then once you stop wearing white, then your summer has ended. You're no longer in vacation mode. You're mm. switching. And also for the fashion industry, Labor Day is definitely big sales. Well, I mean, you know... Okay, so just back to the the vacation mode thing mm-hmm. for a while. I I don't know how real this is, but I, I have it stuck in my head. Have you ever watched the um, marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I love that show. Yes. So so you you remember they they spent basically a whole season summering it, you know, in in the Catskills or wherever yeah. they were up in New York. And it just blew my mind. You know, they were basically like, we're taking off for the summer. Yeah, going so, to the Catskills, going to the Hamptons. You know, I'm like, was that a thing? Did people just drop everything and like go to the Catskills? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, you know, under under those circumstances, you know, you go from wearing white and lazing around seersucker, a bunch of linen, just mm-hmm. wearing jumpsuits and exercising out by the lake and so forth to, okay, now it's back to business. we got to put back on our suits and so forth. Yeah, so. It, it's that switching of your clothes, of back to business. Let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, also, I said it's big sales for fashion, but it's also Labor Day is an excuse for mattress stores and cars and mm-hmm. I mean, anything. Appliances. appliances yeah. Everything. Any chance, any holiday they get, they're going to have a sale. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know necessarily that it's always a, a really a deal because sometimes they just jack up the prices originally, but mm. we're not going to get into that. Okay. I want to take the next one too because... I don't know if you know this, but I love hot dogs. I did not know that about you, Katie. I, I, I'm i a big hot dog connoisseur. I Actually, one of my favorite wedding gifts is this old school style hot dog. Like It's a little personal one about the size of a toaster, but it has the rollers that you can put hot nice. dogs on it and warm it. And the top part has a canopy that you can put the buns in and warm it. 
Yes, so I like hot dogs, and I was very upset when I read that um, apparently Labor Day is the unofficial end of hot dog season. That's crazy. I don't understand that because it's a kickoff of sporting season, and when I picture a sporting event, it's you get your hot dog and beer, your nachos and beer. So how could it... And when is it ever not hot dog season? Well, I mean, I, mean <laughs> I, I, I would I would argue against this as a as a thing, just just on general principle. I used to eat hot dogs year round. Um, I mean, I, I ate them all the time. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, but the if there is a sport that I associate the most with hot dogs, it's probably baseball. And even baseball isn't over at, no. at Labor Day. I mean, baseball goes on for like another month or a month or month and a week, month. Yeah. It's October before it ends, right? Yeah. So, yeah. What? Who? 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 Who made up this rule? I don't know. Somebody who hates hot dogs. And, but so the statistics, Lord, I cannot talk today, y'all. The statistics are out there that the National Hot Dog, from the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still, yeah, exactly. Like, hello, Mr. Sausage and Mr. Hot Dog. Let's have a council here. <laughs> I don't know why I went British, but whatever, guys. Because Sorry. whenever you try and do anything like oopsie poopsie, it's like, okay. <laughs> oopsie poopsie. I mean, you know, just when you're trying to go like aristocratic, it's always going to be a British accent. <laughs> Cam's going to get the hook and cut us off. What I've been talking about hot dogs for like 30 minutes. Are you kidding me? I really like hot dogs. Okay, so the the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council says that between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans will eat 7 billion hot dogs. That's that's a lot of dogs. It's a lot of hot dogs. All right, I'm naming this episode Hot Dogs. (laughs) Okay, I'm done talking about fashion and hot dogs. Court, your turn. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about unions. Yeah, <laughs> I get the exciting topic. Well, okay. Hold on. The reason I went into this is because I realized I didn't know a ton about unions. And all I could think about is people would just picture them striking. And that's all I could think about it. So I kind of want to educate myself about this. Mm. And then thought other people may want to know what unions are and how they are out there and it's not just you know small groups and that strike every once in a while okay so just as a as a basic general over overview for, uh, of unions before I, I get into more more details um, unions are are a way for laborers to organize and negotiate together as one and generally speaking, if labor uh, organizations can negotiate as one, then they can negotiate better benefits and wages for all of their members. So that is effectively what a union is and why they exist. Now, in the United States, there were, f- there, there, I mean, I had a, a class that covered uh, a whole section of um, one of my law classes was about unions and the organization of unions and the legality of them and what you can and cannot do to unions to prevent them from forming and so forth. So there are a lot of laws out there that that allow unions and that are pro-union. And then, of course, you also have a lot of people that are very anti-union. Um, they think it's bad for, for certain businesses, bad for small businesses if people unionize. So just generally speaking, obviously, this is, this is a, a political hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but they developed, like you, when you gave your history of Labor Day in the beginning and you were talking about laborers and long hours and children and so forth, 
unions developed out of that. Mm-hmm. They developed as a way that workers could come together and negotiate as a unit and thus succeed uh, and better negotiate for themselves. Yeah. And so, I mean, you think about it, it's one of those, if, if you have bad conditions, then you may feel uncomfortable going to your boss and saying something. But if you have a group to rally behind and they can speak for you, mm-hmm. then it's not being singled out and worried that, oh, you've got to go directly talk to them. It's someone being the voice for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Labor Day came about from, from you know, it, it evolved from those unions that devolved, it evolved from those horrible working standards. But mm-hmm. nowadays it's not really so much about um, celebration of working people uh, as it is just a, an end of summer. Although, I mean... It's still called Labor Day. It's yeah. still it's still about, you know, laborers and not laboring on that particular day. But it does, it, a lot of people tend to, to think of it more as about, okay, it's just the end of summer. Um, okay, so according to the Bureau of Labor in 1983, union membership rate was at 20.1% in the United States. Okay, but now in 2019, it's down to 10.3%. So unions have really fallen out of favor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the biggest union today is the is the National Education Association. Okay, so teachers union. Yeah. Um, it has about three million people who are members, including inactive and lifetime members. Now, how today's unions help working people, and what is a union? Um, we have we've always joined together, whether it was a parent teacher association or local community organizations, think of kids, sports booster clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, these groups, they, you know, it's people gathering basically to solve problems yeah. and make changes that improve their lives. You know, you, you, you want to, you want to get, get together and protest something. So you, you, you know, you want to, you want to, Make the school's lunches hot lunches so you get together as parents yeah. and protest for hot lunches. And it like, Cam, didn't you just get asked to join your neighborhood association board? Yeah, but I'm not doing it. Oh, well. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about sorry. hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so it's kind of one of those that you're being chosen to then have residents in your community come to you and then y'all work together to try and for the overall community to right. work on your neighborhood. So, I mean, that's really, that helped me really understand unions and the purpose of it is because I know thinking back to, you know, schools and how my mom was very active on PTA and that those PTA groups were really the parent teacher, the collaboration working together Mm -hmm. and the booster groups for the band and palm and soccer, all of that football. Those are the ones that are really making sure that the best interest at heart, I mean, financial best interest at heart, trying Mm -hmm. to make sure these people are being taken care of. And that the little voices, not saying little voices, but that everybody can have a big, loud voice behind them advocating for them. Well, you know, okay, so court is in session for for a very brief moment. Okay, so we have a constitution, right? We have a Bill of Rights. One of the rights in the Bill of Rights is the right to assemble, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's where you get that right to protest things, that right to assemble and talk about things that are bugging you. Which are very hot right now, the whole protest thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So um, in the labor context, you know, that the ability of workers to gather together and form a group to protect their rights is considered a fundamental right. So forming unions is considered constitutionally protected and um, employers trying to actively trying to prevent 
workers from unionizing is is not legal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain things that they can do, but they can't just outright prevent workers from unionizing. It's against the law. Union membership rate now is only 10.3%. percent hmm it still exists. So it's something that came about in the 1800s because of how horrible the labor conditions were. And to, to a certain degree, it still exists. But part of the reason it has probably fallen somewhat out of favor is because it was successful in yeah. improving improving working conditions. Absolutely. I know, um, you know Daniel's aunt, she works in the craft services for movies and TV shows and stuff. And they have a union behind them to make sure that they're treated fairly and their conditions and stuff like that. Uh, I do have to throw out, you know, because I don't talk about it enough, Disney World. Um, Disney World actually has about 70,000, 70,000? Yes. 70,000 of uh, Disney World's cast members are a part of a union. Mm. And so that's something that they can work for them. And so they're they're relevant. They're out there. They are not just something that happened in the 1800s and are not still around today. And little known fact, on Labor Day, if you're a member of a union, you get a free hot dog. That is not true. (laughs) Okay, I just made it up, but it sounded good. We do not need to get in trouble for that. I mean, (laughs) if you're in a union and want to come to my house on Labor Day, I'll give you a hot dog. There you go. Oh, my word. You're going to have people lined up for hot dogs. Come on. Hot dog fiduciary. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out with one more random fact. Okay. Um, so the first Waffle House. I don't know who among our listeners is familiar with with Waffle House, but it's very popular down here where we are. <laughs> the first Waffle House opened on Labor Day in 1955 in Georgia. I can get behind that. I think yeah, it's pretty cool. So dads, fire up your grills, get your dad uniform on. But you know, it's important to remember. I feel like. Remember the reason for the season. Remember the reason for the holiday, for the long weekend, celebrating the American worker, the over 155 million men and women that are out there working. Yes, because working is is what keeps our economy going. Absolutely. And economy going is good. I feel like that should be on a bumper sticker. Well, that's my bullseye. (laughs) (laughs) Snuck that right on in there. Court's bullseye is economy going is good. <laughs> Top that, Katie. <laughs> uh, my bullseye is it is not the unofficial end of hot dog season. Hot dog season is forever. No, but really, it is one of those that, um, as with a lot of things, that we do need to look back at history and things happened long ago, way before us, that are in place to make things how they are today. And so, why, yes. Labor Day is something that is a little bit different than what it was when it originally started. As you said before, Court, the acts that were taken back then with the violence and to create these unions and why the unions are not as popular anymore is because we have taken that standard to make sure working conditions are good and we are taking care of the American worker. Yep. Bullseye. I feel like I should have an American flag behind me as I'm like, we are taking care of you. (laughs) Oh! Ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing bell. You have reached the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard, um, well, go check out some more because this isn't a typical episode. This is one of our fun ones, but we've got a lot of information out there. And you can find out what information we have by going to our website. That's bullcastpodcast.com. You can find out more about me, more about Katie, and you can find a whole bunch of episodes 
Uh, also, if you liked what you heard and you just want to subscribe, go to your favorite subscription service and hit that subscribe button and have us beamed, as Katie said earlier, directly into your ears every your single Thursday. Or just ask Alexa to play it. Uh, if you like pictures, we are on Instagram. We do occasionally post them. Our handle is at Bullcast Podcast. And if you like words, we do have a Twitter. I'm not sure how many words I've put out there, but uh, hey, it's there. That handle is also at Bullcast Podcast. Finally, we work for a financial advisory firm called Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you would like to find out more about that firm, the team that we work with and our boss, David Pickler, you can go to www.picklerwealthadvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. And by the way, Pickler Wealth Advisors has been listed in the Inc. 5000 list of the fastest growing private companies in America. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess I've given you enough to go by. Go bowling? Go bowling? Enough to go eat a hot dog. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I've given you enough to be uh, going on with. You can go have yourself a hot dog now, chill out, drink a beer, and watch all those movies we told you about. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. I'm going to go put on my Rosie the Riveter bandana and get to work. No, that's not the point of Labor Day. Labor Day is is a day off from work. I'm going to go put on my Rosie the Riveter bandana and uh, shovel down some hot dogs. There you go. (laughs) 